was going to point out a little detail on the first reading and then jump to the gospel. But um, in the Old Testament, we talk about types, like figures in the Old Testament that kind of subtly, similar to the prophecies, are nice in themselves, great messages, great images, great stories to learn from, but also have a greater sense in the light of the New Testament. And so you watch David, the king, God's anointed one, moving from, where does he say he's going? He's going, he went up to the Mount of Olives, Olives, weeping and being persecuted, having things thrown at him, perhaps being spat at. Who does that remind you of? Jesus. Jesus, going up to the Mount of Olives, or actually coming back from the Mount of Olives, whatever you want, betrayed by a friend, David was betrayed by his son, and being tormented, weeping, sorrowful. So it's interesting that that image of David is meaningful in itself, but also more meaningful as a hint, as a prophecy, as a type of Jesus. This image of the Gerasene demonia, there's, there's so many lessons there for us to ponder. First of all, I was struck that it shows that he was strong in this possession, like, I don't know, Spider-Man or Venom, like superpowers, like, that's amazing, and you might be like really happy with his new situation. Like, he could break chains and shackles. What a great situation to be in. I might like to have that happen to me, except that it goes on from there. And it says, Night and day among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out, and it seems like he's crying out in misery, bruising himself with stones. And I'm taking back, I was having some conversations about the movie Nefarious, and the truth that we know that Satan is not your friend. The devil hates you. And the devil takes pleasure in struggles that you go through. And there's a lot there, but just kind of remembering who you are. If you can't understand who you are before God, in the light of God, and how much God loves you for who you are, well, at least you can get the same message of who you are in the light of how much Satan hates you. You must be someone really important if Satan has so much time to spend trying to make you stumble, trying to get into your heart and your mind. You must be someone really valuable to the Lord if Satan spends so much time hating on you. Moving on from there, just some more takeaways like um, what Jesus talks about, the seed sown among different kinds of soil. I love this story. Like Our Lord does the miracle and the swine are there dead on the seashore, kind of a collateral damage. It's a pity. And the herdsmen run to tell the town what happened and the townspeople come and they see the swine and they see this great miracle in their midst. And I mean, I don't know if, if that were my neighbor that had been crying out in the, to in the tombs all night long and suddenly he was healed and in his right mind. I'd be like, wow, this, this is amazing. Let me invite this guy, Jesus, to dinner and find out what's going on. This is, this is fascinating. I'm grateful. I'm in awe. But instead, it sounds like the townspeople have been so comfortable in their ways, even the guy screaming on the hillside and among the tombs, and so attached to their bacon, which was now dead on the shoreline, they said, no, you, Jesus, you got, no, you go away. We don't want this man. You leave. Sometimes we are so attached to the worldly things that we have, the comfortable way of life that we have, that when our Lord would enter and bring some sort of change, we're like, no, -uh, nope, stay away. I don't want that change. I was happy with what I had. It wasn't great, but at least I knew what to expect. 
and this new change in my life, this new situation of my conversion or the conversion of my spouse or something else going on of the spiritual nature in my life, I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. You go away. Come back later. And so he can bear no fruit there. Nothing happens. The thorns grew up and choked the seed before it could take any root, much less bear fruit. And then lastly, our Lord tells this guy, similarly, a seed falling on different kinds of soil. Um, the guy wants to stay with him. Like, I've received what you've given me. I'm so excited. Let me go. You're like, oh my gosh, the seed's going to bear great fruit. Look at this. And our Lord allows him to be challenged. Our Lord challenges him. Our Lord says, no, you can't come with me. Now, some of us will be sitting there like, like, how come they can go with you, those 12? What about them? Like, they can go and I can't? What? That's not fair. I'm done with you. Like, that would have been my reaction personally. <laughs> and that seed of my healing and grace would have fallen on just, I don't know, the bird, the, the crows would have come and taken that seed before it could bear any fruit. That comparison, that jealousy, I would have gotten lost in that. But this man receives the challenge. Stay here and go to your family and tell the good news of what happened to you. And he does it. It doesn't just go to his family. He goes to the Decapolis, which literally means the ten cities. He's determined to do whatever he can in his own mission that God has given him. Not like the twelve in the boat with Jesus. He got a special mission. How much farther we can go if we don't compare? And the seed bore abundant fruit. I might have been wrong on the cities, but it seems like in chapter 6, maybe Jesus comes back to this area and the hundreds and hundreds of people bring him the sick to be healed by him. They recognized who he was because of this guy. But anyway, the seed bore abundant fruit and was not allowed to be choked by the thorns or taken away by the, thorn, by the birds of comparison or whatever else. We simply ask the Holy Spirit to help us realize who we are, realize what God has done in our midst, and allow the seed to receive, to be received in the good soil of our hearts, our minds, protecting our hearts and our minds from the things that would threaten that seed from bearing abundant fruit in our personal lives and through us in our families and our communities. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.